Welcome back to the Divine Hour. We're your hosts, Beloved. And Boogie B. So today's episode is going to focus on parenting. That's our topic for today. Uh, we will start off with, with the past, of course. Um, my parenting, well, how I was raised as opposed to how Beloved was raised. Um, I always believe ladies should go first. Um, I will, if I had to talk about my past or my upbringing, my childhood, um, I was raised in a two-parent household. Um, it was very strict. And I, I want to elaborate on the word strict because it may look, strict may look different to certain people. For me and my household, um, we went through obstacles to do certain things. So it wasn't ideal for us to just be hanging outside and just using up our free time in ways that didn't benefit us. Um, we couldn't do with all the other people in the neighborhood was doing like partying and hanging out things also as far as like stand over friends house we weren't allowed to do that um i have four other siblings and i think we all have the same outlook on how we was raised we all say that we were raised in a strict household um, we still talk to our parents about that to this day. Um, they don't deny it, so <laughs> I guess it was the way that they wanted to do it. Um, I will always say, I will say that we had a routine-ish household also. So you knew what was expected of you every single day. You went to school, you did your homework, you did your chores. And that was it. That was a typical day. On a weekend, we may go out and do certain things, but it was always planned. Like, our parents knew what we were doing ahead of time. We were very disciplined physically. <laughs> uh, some will say we were fearful of our parents, and our parents saw it as respect to them. Either you were respectful or you were disrespectful. Even little things as far as even having an opinion in our household, and that goes against the strict part that I was speaking of. That's all in a nutshell. We weren't allowed to ask why. Um, that word liar, we couldn't say that. That was equivalent to a curse word in our house. So, but we had really good times we were united we were very close well it was five of us so we didn't have much choice so um that's my upbringing in a nutshell but it was fun let me not leave that out yeah. it was very fun i wouldn't change it yeah. um it contributes to who i am today so i'm thankful for it <coughs> Well, I guess it's my turn. Uh, I had some similarities as um, as beloved had. Of course, we were. It was about four boys, and we had two girls in my household. Uh, 
and that's not even to mention like god brothers or cousins who came over there so you at any given time it was probably about six to eight of us in, in, a, in like a three-bedroom townhouse my my mother raised us alone you know she was a single parent my father was alive until he, he passed away from cancer i was six years old and we lived in temple courts or you know also known as social quarters which is a poverty restricted community that was um, overfilled with drugs and violence. Um, my parent, of course, she gave us structure, but we were also allowed to go outside and play with our friends, park a lot football, basketball on the crate. Uh, at any given time, you know, we were allowed to go outside, but it wasn't. You know, we, of course, we had a curfew. We couldn't be out all night long. We had to beat them street lights. We went to church every Sunday, faithfully. Um, we were Baptists. It was, it, you know, when she hit that floor, so all you is let them, let them feet hit the floor. Let them, let them feet hit the floor. That's funny. My father used to say that line. Yeah. But in the morning for school. <laughs> <laughs> used to tell us we gotta get ready you know it's time for us to get ready to go to church we don't care what happened the day before Sunday you go to church shoot you might be in Bible study on Tuesday you might be in choir rehearsal on Wednesday you know at a point in time and you know it may be a little bit tired of it at that <laughs> point in time because our church services was like six hours at a time mm. Um, six hours of like praise and worship. Six hours, probably about two hours of, of of praise and worship, but probably like four hours of just congregating of 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 preaching. Oh, okay. At that point in time, I, the pastor at the church, she was long one. You know, I'm trying not to mention people's names, but <laughs> hey. It was a it was a real deep church. Cause she, we were in church, but never six. Geez. I want to say we probably had the fastest services. Yeah, like we knew two hours tops. We was back home. Yeah, I but mean, it was still a lot as a kid. The church was so long. We used to try to go to the Quaker church just so we could duck the Baptist church. You know, we went to the Quaker church, and then that church was an hour or two if you two at the most. Yeah. So the church would be, we thinking we just about to go down the street, and they just about to start preaching, and you mm. like, dang, I walk right into it. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, of course, homework, chores. Uh, we 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 went on trips out of town, playground. We were allowed to bring our friends to the playground, you know, when we when we took trips in the van to like Haynes Point, or if we went to amusement parks, we had friends who went with us. Family meetings, you know, we might have a family meeting during Friday, just discussing how was the day, you know, really to test the peer pressure that we was going through in the community to see what we see what we were at. Um, if you had to recall a funniest moment between you and one of your parents when you were a kid, which would it be? Which which funny moment? Yeah, if you had to recall one. Oh man, my mother. <laughs> you know, my mother 
she was a single parent, so you know she had friends, and I was, I was just, uh, I had rough edges at that point in time <laughs> in my life. So whatever came to my mind, I said it, and she had a friend over, and the guy was like, "So Layla, uh, you haven't been, uh, uh, I haven't heard from you in a while. What you been up to?" And I just bust out and I said, "Not picking up the phone." Oh. And you know, my mama looking at me like, I'ma get you. I, you know, like she looking at me like, you know you about to get it after this, you know. And I was just like, you know, so he was like, Oh, so you haven't been picking up the phone, huh? What well, do you say me call later? You know, so she had to clean up the mess. I was just <laughs> I didn't really mean it, but it's just it, it's always I always had that problem, just stuff just come from <laughs> the back of my mind and I just said, you know. And uh that was one of the moments. Okay. Yeah, so I think we round about ready now to move on to the present. Okay. Um, the present basically is how we raising our kids. Yeah. I know for me as a mom, I understand my parents reason for parenting the way that they did mm -hmm. I do also understand that times have changed so I can adapt I can adjust I can do things a little differently now I don't have to go by the same book even though there is no book on parenting but I don't have to do things the way that my parents did it I could actually do it the total opposite way. And I think my parents kind of feel that way sometimes, but I promise I'm not doing it the total opposite way. There are just some things that I would like to instill or promote in our children that I think will benefit them in the long run. For example, like having an opinion and not being afraid to speak on it. As a kid, you I was raised, kids should be seen, not heard. But kids are very intelligent. Most kids tell no lies. <laughs> Most kids see things before the parents see it because they are observant. They're, they're still within their first methods of emotions where like one is trust, cry, sad, happy, smiling. So they're learning to observe people to get one of those threes. Either you make me happy, sad, or I trust you. Like those are their things. So they focus on observing people. So you can learn a lot from kids. And I always wanted, if I was to have kids, for them to not be afraid to speak up at all. Even when no one is talking to them, if it's pertaining to them, they should be able to say something. Maybe not at that moment because there's a time and place for everything, but they still should be able to form an opinion. Yeah, as far as opinions, most definitely, you know, that was just the early period. Kids were not saying, they were saying what I heard, you know, and, uh, adult conversations were meant for adults. We heard that too often. I like I like how kids our kids you know are able to communicate more because we've opened up that platform for them yeah and we've I, given them that freedom and, and, and I feel like I've, I've learned a lot 
and they help shape decisions I've made by just telling me certain things that I wouldn't have thought of that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I can't say that every single thing that I'm, I'm in for and, and I and I just go with everything they tell me, but it's it, it just feel good sometimes when you know their opinion could build their relationship that much further. It also feels good for a kid to know that their opinion matters. That they have a voice. Because it starts there. It starts there. I also knew that I wanted to instill advocacy in them. Like always stand up for yourself. Because there are going to be times when your parent won't be there. And because I remember I was so timid as a child. I was timid. Like I was very afraid. When I was young, my nerves were bad. I just felt like everybody was either so loud or (laughs) aggressive. And I just don't think that's the way to always be, especially around kids. And my environment, that was my environment, like. They were, everybody was just loud. Even now, like, to this day, my mom talks really loud. I remember being on the phone with you at one point when we were first dating. And you thought my mom was arguing with somebody. And she wasn't. That's just how she talked. Um, so, yeah, I just made sure I wanted them to advocate for themselves. Always stand up for yourself. Never be too afraid to say, hey, this isn't okay. Hey, I don't like that. Hey, I do like that. That's okay to do. Speak up for yourself. It was definitely. And yeah, I, I, I can really speak on where you was uh, coming from as far as, you know, being nervous as a child. I had the utmost respect for my mother. You know, even to this day, an even deeper respect for her being a single mom and having to deal with kids. It's different when you had your father to correspond on different situations and, you know, help you and guide you as a man as opposed to your mother have to fulfill both roles. It makes it towards the point that it's harder now for her to want to do a lot for your grandkids like your grandmother did because the support was different with your grandmother as opposed to the support from your mother becoming a grandmother. She already tired now from the hard work that she put in raising you and your siblings, you know? As a single mom? Yes. So you said if she had the other parent, she probably would have had more energy to do more as a grandparent now? I think that she would have had more energy because the grandfather could also be the person saying, man, just give me the grandbabies. She might not even, she might be on the other side of the house, you know? But you got them two choices. I'm just speaking about, you know, my old man in itself, you know, he, I knew he would have went off about the kids, you know? And I think it would have gave her a sense of relief being able to leave out sometimes when she couldn't leave out when we had when she had us as kids 
it, man, it was it was it was work. When you got active kids who really run around and don't sit still and jump off couches and think you got gummy bear juice when it's grape juice, you know, like it's real work going on with being a single parent, a single mom. It's, it's, and I got a I got a whole other level of respect for them. Well, in this moment, I would like to thank you because I haven't had that moment to ever feel like I was a single parent. Even when we were apart, I never felt like a single parent. I just felt like I was single and I'm a parent. I don't think being a single parent means you're, you're not in a relationship with that other parent. I don't. I can't understand how that makes you a single parent. Yeah. You may be co-parenting, yeah. but that doesn't make you a single parent. And, and I think that word gets yeah thrown around a lot, real loosely. Yeah, like there's no clear understanding to it. And, and some got unforeseen expectations. And if you don't do what's it, what, with, <clears throat> and if you don't do what they expect you to do, far as their expectations for you being the other sibling or the other spouse, even though y'all separated, then that's where the confusion come in. At. And you know, it's really based on your morals, your principles, and how you was raised. You know, you might feel like. You want you want a, a a million dollar house, you know, and that's all y'all have is a million dollars, you and know. You have some 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 people that feel because the other parent is the breadwinner of the kid or of that family, even though they're separate, they should do more for the parent that has that kid the most. Okay. I disagree with it. Yeah. But I've never been put in that position. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't. I can't relate to that, and I, yeah. I hope I never have to. I really because the kids are affected by it, and I don't think they pay attention to that. What it, yeah, whatever emotions get. Yeah, up. kids yeah. feed off your energy. Most you you gotta be careful with what you putting out. Yeah, because me myself, I never, I never seen my parents argue before. Like any dispute, if it ever happened, it happened somewhere else. Now, my brothers and them, they may have seen it, but I never got to see it. And, you know, my mother asked me that. She said, Lady, did I ever argue around you? Just to test me to see if I really... I said, honestly, I can never recall that. I never recall y'all having no words in front of me, you know? Um, but, yeah, on the topic of the of the, of the the parenting, it's, it's so big surprises, you know, you're, you're fine with with different men and different women who decided to make a decision to be a parent. Me, myself, I wanted to be a father, you know? And the reason why I really wanted to be a father was because my father had died so early. And I saw the struggles <clears throat> that I had. Parenting was like a genie in me, you know? My mother say all the time, damn, boy, you remind me of your father. He loved kids, you know, like, so you knew at a young age you wanted to be a father. I, I knew. I knew off the gate. I knew I wanted to be a father. I knew I, I, I really expected to have boys, like like three boys first before I have a daughter, you know? I, I love, of, of course, it, it didn't matter what it was, but I just, I, just, I just knew. I said to myself, I'm going to have some boys. 
And then I'm about to just drop a girl to close it off, you know? And, you know. Because that's what your father did. Probably, probably because of that. But it was just, it was something in the DNA. I just knew, I, I knew I wanted to be a parent. I had an itch to be a parent. You know, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be everything that I couldn't get. You know, I wanted that. I wanted to be there for your prom. I wanted to tell you and inspire you. You know, I wanted to set the, set the, set the level for you. You know, something that you can look at and say, I can bottom myself to that. Take a piece of it and then do what I wanted to do because I had I didn't have a father, but I had rules and guidelines that my father left behind through my brothers. Mm -hmm. So I took from every brother a piece of everything, mm -hmm. and it gave me late, you know. Okay. Yeah, I got a brother who who was a hustler. I got a brother who was strong, who was a thoroughbred. I got a brother who was a mastermind. I got a brother who was an athlete, you know. So to pull from all them. And it, it just, it made a masterpiece in my opinion, you know. Um, I learned now how to channel my energy to a whole level level. And sky's the limit. I mean, that's just how I feel about everything. Like, I feel like it's going to get touched and it's going to go to the next level. It's, it's going to get nourished. It's going to grow, you know. Well, it definitely shows because you do a great job. Thanks, baby. Thank you, thank you very much. You're welcome. As for me and parenting, I I never wanted kids. They're the ones who always ended up getting the kids too. Yeah. Yeah. And I have good reasons. Yeah. Um. One, I never wanted the responsibility of messing up somebody's life. Yeah. Like that's a lot of pressure. Like to get it right the first time. You don't get no do overs. You don't get to press restart. Like this is it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what you see is what you get, yeah. and that's it. You don't you don't get the rewind, <laughs> erase. It, you don't get to do none of that. It all sticks. It reminds me of what you used to tell me about energy and. and um just, just, just what you speaking and what you throwing out there. I never let that thought enter my mind that I wasn't gonna be a great parent. I, it's not yeah. that I didn't think I was gonna be a great parent because mistakes doesn't Does make you a bad parent. parent. Exactly. Exactly. Mista to this day, if I had to grade myself, there is no better mother than me. There you go. I, I feel that way. Yeah. I. I believe that yeah. in my heart, mind, and soul. Nobody it. is doing it better than me. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't change that I've made mistakes. Yeah, oh yeah. I, like, and I'm continuing to make mistakes. With you, yeah. That's so how you that was my reason for not wanting to do it. And I went through a phase of the woke phase of learning about us and the things that's going on in the world and all of that and with that being said I didn't want to bring a child into this society like the world was not ready for beloved's child yeah. <laughs> like it had to clean up before I brought a child into this world yeah. my last reason was I was the oldest of my siblings so there were a lot of expectations. I was always the responsible one. I was 
I couldn't mess up. I didn't get no room to make that mistake as a child because Brittany, you knew better. Brittany, you in charge. Brittany, you're the oldest. Like th that was so much pressure. So I knew once I became an adult, I wanted to just focus on me. I didn't want to have to watch other siblings. I didn't have to want to watch other kids or do homework. And I didn't want that. I wanted a bit of freedom. I, I wanted that. I wanted, I wanted to be carefree. I didn't want to be responsible. <laughs> I wanted that time of like, dang, I made a mistake. But that's okay. Yeah. You, you get to do it again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I haven't had that moment yet. You will get it. But I've I've embraced, and it's not that I'm gonna get it. I may never get it. Yeah. And I'm okay with that now. I'm okay with that on certain days. Not now. Certain days I'm okay with that. And I say that because it ties into my purpose and what I was put on earth to do. I wasn't put on earth to make so many mistakes because I know better. If I didn't know better, then okay, it's okay to make those mistakes. But now that I'm processing it and I'm in a space that I'm in now, I don't hear the same thing that I was hearing when I was young, like, Brittany, you're the oldest, Brittany this. I don't hear that. I hear you know the right thing to do, so don't do the wrong thing. Th that's what I hear now, but Again, it's a lot of pressure. Oh yeah. So that that ties into my reason. Yeah. We're gonna get into our purpose of life on another episode. Yeah. Guys. But uh, that made us. That made us. <clears throat> made though she just spoke on expectations. It just made it just made me want to go into that topic. Um, as far as expectations, period. Um. Um. I started off. I really don't have a specific expectation for our for our children, you know. I just want I just want to see what did we put into them, you know. What 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 came out of the seeds that we gave up? How did we nurture it, you know, based on their actions and reactions or what they do when certain situations come about? Because I know. <clears throat> being beloved as parents is all we always make a way is it we, we look for that way we always fish and look for that way and I'm just so eager to see them look for that way I want to see who who took from what from both of us I want to see both of us come out of both our children you're eager yeah I'm not I can wait I got some more to put out first yeah <laughs> I got I got some band-aids to put over some stuff. Yeah, I, I really wanna, I really wanna see, I wanna see the flower blossom, and and, and just say to myself, yeah, that's how I see it's right there. I'm proud of which way they head, because I know we got a lot of morals and principles, and it ties in real deep into our characters. So when you sit in a in a <coughs> When you sitting in a moment of greatness, and you and you and you sitting around that type of energy, you ain't got no other choice but to supersede that. That's I don't true. have a doubt. I don't have That's... a doubt in my mind that they gonna go over where we at because they've been put in an atmosphere that was better than ours already. 
even with being in the same area where we grew up at, they already in a whole other stratosphere, bigger and better than what we had. So I, I just I'm just so eager eager to see them and where they gonna go with it based on how we pass the baton to them. I want to go into um, morals and principles. If we had to talk about the things that we do instill in our children, what would that look like? I mean, in a few words. Definitely family. Leadership. Leader. Oh, yeah. They both got that. Yeah. <laughs> they got that already. They battling for these <laughs> two leaders battling, you know. Um, advocacy. We definitely make sure they advocate. Integrity. We definitely teach them respect. how important it is to yeah. be honest yeah. and respectful. Yeah. And respectful. I like those. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Those definitely. Uh, and to go into the expectation part, I don't have any expectations for when they become adults. A lot of expectations were put on me, and I definitely disappointed. Not intentionally. I didn't even know there was expectations. So I think either that was the issue, or I don't want to do that. I just want them to be better than we are. And we talk about that a lot. They are going to be better because we set the cards up for them that way. Yes, that, that's did. That's already going to happen. So I get the part about you wanting to see it, yeah. the outcome. Yeah. I can wait, though. I can wait. <laughs> I can wait. I can wait. Patience. Yeah. Ooh. Patience is a virtue. And I have a lot of that right now when it comes to them getting older. Yeah. I'm okay right where they are <laughs> time is already flying yes it is it's really flying a little bit about this virtual learning oh yeah how they <laughs> are transitioning i personally like it yeah do you like it i i like it because we always say or we always not just we but people in general judge what they how they educate in their kids and it gives you the opportunity to put it in your hands but my only fear is that all of us are equipped to to educate our kids on our own some of us really need that that help or that extra teacher to give them what they need you know because the main question that's always asked and this should be a question asked everywhere in all households. When you go to school, why why aren't your kids taught financial literacy anymore? You know, what happened to home economics? You know, what happened to the things that really make you flourish in, in anywhere? You know, I say this on a, on, a, on an interview on Instagram. How come your kids, how come they don't never teach you about banking or credit? When they when they go to school, they don't. And I ain't talk about just. I ain't talk about the elementary elementary school kids because I visited schools and they teaching them foreign languages in elementary, but in other elementaries, they ain't starting a foreign language to. I don't talk about. I ain't just saying hola. 
I'm talking about being able to speak whole sentences and answer back completely. Fluently. Yeah, fluently. Yeah, with good pronunciation. So what I'm saying is, it's 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 a lot of topics that need to be touched with this social distancing and homeschooling. It's it's good. It's good. I just I just I just want everybody to have a fair shot at it. I I, I want everybody to have an equal opportunity to get their kids on that level of education that it requires to survive out here. Well, what do you think that it takes? Because it's obviously an adjustment for us, but I think our children, I I know it's been different experiences for everybody, even friends, family that I've spoken to, but I know for our household, our kids have been a lot more productive at home when it comes to work than they are at school. Yeah, it'd be a lot of pressure in school. And I honestly feel like we kind of have the cheat code only because we were extremely hands-on when they were in school. Yeah. So we have the tools. We know the, the steps to take to get these answers or to get the help that we need if we were doing it from home because we were already doing it from home. We know the communication level to take. We know who to reach out and when to reach out. We know those things. Uh, we've built a relationship with our children's school. So everybody in the school. So they know, oh, if you have Sonny or if you have Jade, they're going to definitely yeah. talk. They they're definitely going to communicate. Yeah. You can talk yeah. to them about anything. No matter the time, you can yeah. reach out about that child. Yeah. We know those type of conversations are being had. So I think we kind of have the cheat code versus families who weren't as hands-on hands on when their kids were in school. Yeah. And then you have the kids who use school as an escape from real life. Yeah, because for Because everybody's life is not a walk in the park. I feel for those kids right now. Yeah. Because they're stuck home with whatever. 24 hours left. 24 hours now. They have no outlet. Yeah. They they have no outlet. And and that's that's the fearful part for me. Yeah. So if I say, yeah, we should stay distance learning this whole school year, that would be selfish on my end. Yeah. Because it works for my family. Yeah. But it's it's definitely been an adjustment. We've set up study stations within their rooms, the computer desk, um, got all their supplies and everything. Instead of buying uniforms, we invested in pajamas and stuff like that. Yeah. Those are some good tips if you were wondering what to do. Most definitely. (laughs) Um, I would also say it's a... Investment because even once they go back to school, they'll still have that space and it'll be familiar. This is where I do my work at. Yeah. So it'll already have that memory. Like, I can do this right here. This is a comfortable space and it's for lesser time once they do go back to school. So it'll always be utilized. It's not something that we're just spending money on and they'll only use it doing virtual learning this is a forever tool that they can use which i'm excited about and they love their workstation 
as far as expectations, values, I feel like as I would feel like a successful parent if our kids didn't have to recover from their childhood. Yeah. That's when I would know we did a great job. Yeah. And really want to want to see them live life. You know, I think seeing us <clears throat> live and take trips now is setting the stage up for them to know, hey, now I'm out here. I'm an adult. Hey, let me go take some trips. Yeah. Because my mommy and my daddy stayed taking us on trips. Let and me- they already feel that way because there are times where, like, our honeymoon or your birthday will go, or at my birthday, we'll go somewhere and our 10 will say, well, where did y'all go? Or whatever the case may be. And whether it's Vegas or Miami, he'll then say for his birthday, that's where he want to go. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they already take on that energy. Yeah. And it's setting the stage, you know, you think of that watching you with every decision that you made, but they are, they are they watching you. They watch it where you go. They watch it how you conduct yourself. Um, they try to find their character. Yeah, within you. Yeah. And and that could be a gift and a curse. Yeah, be mindful. Especially if you're unhappy with yourself. If you're unhappy with yourself, they're, they're definitely going to pick up on that. And they may take from that. You got to be careful with certain things. Yeah. Self-love. Most definitely, a lot of that. So if they get to bear witness that you give yourself plenty of self-love, then they know already know how to do it, you know, yeah. to themselves. Yes, the little things. Yeah, and um, another thing on another topic that we just recently had about social distancing, um, I want to give a shout out to the people who recovered from COVID nineteen, and. We gonna have a moment of silence for people who didn't recover from COVID nineteen. I. Again, that was for the people. That was for people who who passed away due to COVID nineteen. We we are very aware of those situations that are occurring all around the world, and it's affecting everyone. It, it even affected our family. We did we did have COVID nineteen, and we recovered. And recovered. It was a blessing. And it pulled us together. You know, that's some people yeah. aren't that lucky. Yeah. So we're thankful. Most definitely. Most definitely. Very thankful. Stay safe. And we're going to end this with the quote of the week. Yes. Behind every young child who believes in him or herself. Is a parent who believes first. By Matthew Jacobson. That's a good one. Thank y'all for joining us this week. Please tune in next week for another segment.